The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1972 USC Trojans, 12-0, one of the greatest teams of all time, and dare I say, arguably have been the greatest team of all time. Woody Hayes called it the greatest college football team he'd ever seen. So did their coach, John McKay, who said he never saw a team who could have beaten them. Coach John McKay's 1972 USC team played six ranked teams and annihilated them all. They won by an average score of 39 to 11. Only a 30 to 21 defeat of Stanford did a team get within 17 points of them all season. They had an array of talent, perhaps unmatched in the annals of college football history. On offense, quarterbacks Mike Ray and Pat Hayden, running back Anthony Davis, running back Sam Bam Cunningham, wide receiver Lynn Swan, and tight end Charles Young. On defense, they were led by Richard Wood. Against Notre Dame, Anthony Davis by himself scored six touchdowns. They beat opponents by an average of 28 points, including a 25-point win over Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. This was the first team to be named on every ballot as number one on both the coaches and the AP poll. This is their story. Let's start in week one. Week one, USC 31, Arkansas 10. USC started the season number eight in the AP poll. They faced a number four Arkansas team. Previous year, they lost just one game and went 5-1-1, one, and, one, and they were ranked number 16 in the final AP poll in 1971. Quarterback Mike Ray went 18-24 on this day, opening day, threw for 269 yards to lead the route. The route actually started in the second half of the game tied 3-3, and this is when Ray threw a 43-yard pass to wide receiver Edisil Garrison and followed that on a five-yard touchdown run to start the offensive explosion. USC super sophomore Richard Wood led the defense with 18 tackles that day. Well, after the game, USC was now 1-0, and that week they jumped to number one in the AP poll. And spoiler alert, they never surrendered that number one ranking all season long. Week two, USC 51, Oregon State 6. Playing at home, the Trojans dismantled Oregon State to go 2-0. Week three, USC 55, Illinois 20. A pair of touchdown passes from Mike Ray gave USC a 21-14 lead going into halftime. With the score 28-20 in the fourth quarter, USC put the game out of reach, exploding for 20 fourth-quarter points to secure the win in dominating fashion and to move on to 3-0. Week 4, USC 51, Michigan State 6. USC posted a 8- or at times 9-man defensive front to thwart the Michigan State wishbone offense and forced seven fumbles, of five of them they recovered, and had three interceptions, converting six turnovers into touchdowns. 
Richard Wood had a pick six, 25 yards. USC had another fourth quarter explosion this day, scoring 27 points in the fourth quarter as the Spartans could not keep up with the high-flying Trojans. USC handled Michigan State easily, handing Michigan State its worst loss in 25 years. USC was now 4-0. Week 5, USC 30, Stanford 21. This was the closest game of the year for the Trojans, as number 15 Stanford was the only team to get within 17 points of USC that year, and they still lost by 9. Anthony Davis scored two touchdowns, and quarterback Pat Hayden came off the bench to lead USC with two long touchdown drives. Though USC fumbled five times, the result was never in doubt. To add fuel to the fire, USC, tired of Stanford going to the Rose Bowl, see they had gone to two previous years, Stanford to the Rose Bowl, USC found themselves up 30-21 to 21 with 10 seconds left, and they threw into the end zone. See, there was no love lost between the coaches. After the game, USC coach John McKay said, I'd love to have beaten them by 2,000 points. They have no class, said Stanford coach Jack Christensen in his reply. I have no comment on that. I don't want to get into a urinating match with a skunk. This game was the last game of the season when the men of Troy trailed, and this was October 17th, week five of the 12-game season. USC never trailed after that point. In week six, USC defeated California 42-14 to to go 6-0. and In week seven, USC defeated number 18 Washington 34-7 to go 7-0. In week eight, USC defeated Oregon to go 8-0. And in week nine, USC defeated an outmanned Washington State team 44-3 to go 9-0. This set up a week 10 battle with UCLA, and USC had a chance to go to a Rose Bowl with the win. Week 10, USC 24, UCLA 7. USC jumped out to a quick 10-0 lead and cruised to a 24-7 victory that secured the Pac-10 title and a return to the Rose Bowl after a two-year absence. Anthony Davis led the offense with 187 yards rushing and one touchdown. Richard Wood led the defense with 18 tackles and an interception and held the Bruins, who had been previously ranked number two in rushing offense, to 198 yards. Now, in context, that is 170 yards less than their average coming into the game. USC was now 10-0. Week 11, USC 45, Notre Dame 23. Anthony Davis used this game to start his legacy of being an Irish crusher. In three career games, starting with this one, Anthony Davis scored 11 touchdowns, three on his NCAA record, six kickoff return touchdowns. I want to take a moment to appreciate one man on this USC team, and that is this Anthony Davis. See, the USC team, 1972, was a team for the ages. But as great as that team was, and really, there may have never been a better team, on December 2nd, 1972, what Anthony Davis did against Notre Dame on December 2nd topped it all. Davis was a one-man wrecking crew against Notre Dame. In this game, he rushed for six touchdowns, two on kickoff returns for over 90 yards to have a game for the ages. So here we go. Number one, USC 45. Number 10, Notre Dame 23, December 2nd, 1972. To reiterate, on this day, Davis had the game for the ages, scoring six touchdowns, twice on kickoff returns, exceeding 90 yards. Davis's second kickoff return touchdown, a 96-yard run, broke open a close 25-20 game late in the third quarter. USC had just rallied to keep the Irish close as Tom Clemens had thrown two touchdown passes to close the gap. Here's what occurred. The game started with USC to receive the kickoff. Anthony Davis returned that opening kickoff 97 yards for touchdown. In the first quarter, 
Davis scored two more touchdowns, one on a one-yard touchdown run and another on a five-yard touchdown run. In the first quarter, consider this. As a sophomore against Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, USC's art rival, Anthony Davis, had scored three touchdowns in his debut in the first 15 minutes of the game. Early in the third quarter, Davis scored his fourth touchdown of the game on a four-yard touchdown run, and late in the third quarter, as Notre Dame rallied to close the gap to 25-23, to Davis returned the ensuing kickoff 96 yards to his fifth touchdown of the game. Then in the fourth quarter, Davis scored his sixth and final touchdown of the game on an eight-yard touchdown run. Davis finished the game on an epic six touchdowns against Notre Dame, 368 all-purpose yards, 218 on returns, 99 yards rushing, 51 yards receiving. Davis, he was the third-string running back at the beginning of the season, went on to become USC's first sophomore in its storied history to rush for over 1,000 yards in a season, 1,034 yards. Well, USC was now 11-0 and bound for the Rose Bowl, where they faced Ohio State, number three Ohio State, 9-1. USC, 42, Ohio State, 17, the Rose Bowl. Fullback Sam Bam Cunningham went airborne diving four times into the end zone. USC exploded in the second half, scoring touchdowns on its first five possessions of the second half to lead the route. Wide receiver Lynn Swan contributed that day to propel the Trojans to their Rose Bowl victory. Well, there you have it, the story of the 1972 USC Trojans. History will remember the 72 Trojans as the team that swept every poll and were the unanimous number one team in the final AP poll. They never trailed any game after their October 7th clash with Stanford. This was the 72 USC Trojans, arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, college football team of all time, 12-0. Woody Hayes called them the greatest college football team he'd ever seen, and so did their coach, John McKay, who said they never seen a team that could beat them. The 1972 USC team played six ranked teams, annihilated every one of them, winning by an average score of 39-11 to against those ranked teams. Only a 30-21 to defeat of Stanford did a team get within 17 points of them all season. They had a dizzying array of talent, unmatched in the annals of college football history. Quarterbacks Mike Ray, Pat Hayden, running back Anthony Davis and Sam Cunningham, wide receiver Lynn Swan and J.K. McKay, and tight end Charles Young. And on defense, they were led by Richard Wood, who may have had a better season than all of them. They beat opponents by an average of 28 points, including a 25-point win over Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. This was the first team to be named number one on every ballot of the coaches in AP poll. The 1972 USC Trojans, one of the greatest teams of all time. Dare we say, we may never see the likes of them again. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.